0: So Money, episode 351, Joe Koss.
1: You're listening to So Money with award winning money guru Farnoosh Karabi. Each day, get a 30 minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh yourself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life. Welcome to So Money.
0: So Money is brought to you today by Wix.com. Need a website? Why not do it yourself with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 75 million people worldwide, Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website with hundreds of designer made customizable templates to choose from the drag and drop editor and even video backgrounds. There's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. The site empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy, too busy, too busy, worrying about your budget, too busy scheduling appointments, too busy to build a Website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your own website today. Welcome to So Money, everyone. Welcome back. I'm your host, Farnush Tarabi. And today I decided to bring on the show an avid listener to the podcast, someone who's been writing in, not just praising the show, but having a really interesting story of his own about getting out of $50,000 worth of student loan debt. His name is Joe Koss. He is an accountant by trade and teaches as an adjunct professor at several colleges and universities on the topic of accounting and personal finance. Joe was once saddled with debt, a lot of it, everything from credit cards to auto and student loans, Most recently, he had $50,000 in student loans, and he worked to pay that off on time and as quickly as possible. He had about $28,000 left in that student loan figure, and it was the biggest push he made to get rid of that in just 14 months. And it turns out that teaching personal finance to a bunch of college students is what gave Joe the motivation ultimately to practice what he preached to his students. Some takeaways from our conversation with Joe, the specific steps he took to get out of that $50,000 in student loans and why he was adamant about it. I mean, it wasn't a very high interest rate. He was on a fixed payment plan. Why be aggressive with the student loans? How he budgets, and it's not very sophisticated, but it works, and the anonymous donation he gives to his students that's helping them get a head start in life. Here is Joe Koss. Joe Koss, Welcome to So Money. Listeners, this is a listener, an avid fan of the show who's been writing to me often, and we have struck a sort of online friendship, and now we are talking to each other on the podcast. Welcome, Joe.
1: Thanks for having me today. I really appreciate you taking the time to, to chat with me.
0: Yeah. Well, so I really wanted to have you on the show because A, you're a fan of So Money. The real reason is that you yourself have an extraordinary profession that helping young people learn about money as a professor you teach accounting and personal finance but you yourself also had a journey to get out of debt so we're going to talk about that on the show as well as this my so many questions but first let's talk about why you listen to this podcast how did you i'm curious how did you discover it and what's been your favorite episode
1: Ooh, well, we've been in College Week, so those have been really good over the last. Do you weeks.
0: like that? I, I, I'm experimenting here because I'm trying to find ways to maybe bring a more a deeper dive into certain subjects at least once a month. And I picked college in January because, like, who doesn't have anything to say about college?
1: Right. No, I, I really do like the theme, the themes that you have. But I mean, all of the guests have been really, really helpful because it. It really gives a different perspective of just when you see someone in the news, like you've had Jim Cramer, you've had Tony Robbins on the show. And they're all really interesting people. But just to get to hear their story on a more personal level is just phenomenal. And it just it makes it for a richer experience when you're listening to the show.
0: You teach college level accounting and, and personal finance, do you find that students really get it when they're in school, that they really, it clicks? Because I find that really learning basic personal finance, while it's important to get the uh, exposure at any age, but really it doesn't click until you're making your own money. What do you? What's your experience with that? I think that's
1: pretty spot on, but I, I do run into those students that do get it. I mean, it does take a little bit of Rotting and really giving them information but I think from my perspective is, is I like to share my own story and other stories so again using the podcast or using uh, other stories through Dave Ramsey using debt-free screams just to give them motivation it really starts to resonate with them a little bit more when you when you give them something that's real as opposed to a textbook or just definitions of you need to do a budget or you have to mm-hmm. tell them this
0: how did you how did you learn about personal finance yourself?
1: Wow, that's a really hard question to answer. I think it's just I do it every single day, so I don't know if it's just something that has been ingrained in me since I I I grew up as, you know, a kid cuz my, you know, money was always not abundant when I was growing up. So again, m- you know, money was tight or money was just you know, you had to make every Penny or every dollar matter.
0: All right. Let's talk a little about your own journey to becoming debt free. You had fifty thousand dollars in debt at one point. That included student loans. Did that also include credit cards?
1: That was all student loans.
0: Oh, that was all student loans. So fifty thousand dollars in student loans and you earn you you amassed that to become a professor, right?
1: hmm Yes.
0: So on a professor's salary, which isn't I wouldn't imagine it's a six figure salary yet.
1: No, it is not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how did you get yourself out of debt? You did it pretty quickly. You did it at one point. You kind of a, a light bulb went off, and you're like, "I got to get rid of this debt." What What happened with with all that? Why Why did you become aggressive?
1: Well, I was I was t- I'm teaching students to become debt free every single day, and how can I actually teach them that if I'm not doing it myself? I think that's kind of counterintuitive. So what I ended up doing was is I actually was using my class as My motivation, I almost made them as my accountability partner in this process. So I was sharing with them how I actually was in debt and how that is actually prohibited me to do things that I want to do with my life, you know, or saving money or, you know, going on vacation. So to get through this debt first was very important. So, um, again, I was just sharing that story with them all along the way as I was going through this process. So were they they kind of,
0: were they surprised to hear that their professor was in debt?
1: I, I don't think they were. Um, really? I don't, think they were, I don't think they were surprised. I think in this culture, most people have student loan debts or mm-hmm. most people are carrying some level of debt. So I don't think that's something that would shock them. But I think if you're teaching a concept where you want them to do something and you're not, you're not actually there yourself, it's kind of hard for them to believe that, that you can do that.
0: So in some ways, sharing this with your class uh becoming accountable to them was was what helped you get out of debt because i'm sure they were following up with you on that
1: oh yeah absolutely so i mean i have students to this day that aren't even in my class anymore and they're still asking me questions about that or they are seeing exactly where i am or i'm asking them where they are in their journey because again creating their goals and actually reaching what they're trying to do so that they're not borrowing tons of money like i did or other students that are in the similar situation are, are dealing with this debt, so I it's it's almost like we're all accountable for each other in this process.
0: How did you actually do it though? And I know that so um, it started out as fifty thousand, and then you had about twenty eight thousand left, and you paid that off in fourteen months. Mm-hmm. How did you do that? That's uh, that's probably a lot of trade offs. I'm just I am trying to do some quick math in my head. There was, there was a lot yeah, of it was,
1: there was a lot of trade offs. <laughs> so the. It really became – it was really – and this is as boring as it gets in personal finance, but it really came back to the budget. So I had to make every dollar count. So that's the most important thing, and I I do that every single month. I, I have a budget. I have a, a set amount that goes toward everything. I know exactly where the dollars are going, and then everything that was left over was basically – Thrown at the debt, and that also meant I had to pick up extra classes. So I was teaching more than you know. As we were discussing before the call, we I have three classes right now, but I was teaching well in excess of that many classes per semester on a on a consistent basis.
0: How hard was that? That that I mean, how did that cramp your lifestyle?
1: It just meant that I had to – it's the same with my money being intentional. I had to be very intentional with my time. So again, scheduling those those times where I needed to be grading papers or I needed to be in a classroom. I just needed to make sure that it, it all worked.
0: And, and so, I mean, student loans often are called good debt because uh, the interest rate isn't usually as high or nasty as credit cards. Or even if it's federal loans, it's even much – a lower than a potential private loan and it's also for education so it kind of it's a feel good debt <laughs> but why was it important for you to get out of this particular kind of debt so quickly was it just that it was taking a big chunk out of your budget every month or was there more to it
1: it wasn't taking that much of much out of my budget every single month i had a pretty low monthly payment, but it was just like one of those income repayment plans that they kind of set you up with initially. And my interest rate was very low. It's right around 4%. And I I just, I didn't want to be in debt anymore. I didn't want to have this hanging over me like a mortgage would for 20 or 30 years. You know, I've been out of school for almost 10 years now, and I really didn't want to continue to be paying for something that I I amassed in my twenties. So it goes back to the 30 year old version of me is not going to be happy with the 20 year old version of me. So I, I needed to pay that, pay that off and get it out of my life.
0: And when you did, what was the first thing you did that was maybe a reward to yourself?
1: Oh man. Um, <laughs> did I, I don't, it, it's, it's kind of funny that you, you bring that up. I, I, I don't remember exactly what you I You got to treat did. yourself. I mean, I know I I know I must have done something but it was I mean, it wasn't like, you know, fireworks didn't go off or anything like that. It was just more of this sense of relief that I could that I didn't owe anybody anything and I think that was probably more exciting than anything else.
0: In your personal finance class, which I think is great that your college offers that, um, even though it is a business school. Where where are you again?
1: I actually teach at several universities. So mm-hmm. I teach at um, Cleary University, I teach at a local community college, and I also teach at Baker College online.
0: So, what do you find is the most difficult concept to instill in your students, to, to relate to your students when it comes to money?
1: Well, the one thing that's, I mean, I, with, with the different universities I teach at, I do have the younger students, but I also do have adult learners as well. So I do have students that will be, you know, even older than I am in the class. So everybody's going to have a different life journey through this their process of where they are currently. So I think being able to try to relate to the, everybody on a similar level can be challenging. But I think a lot of students, they the way that the course is set up they want to kind of get to week, the last week where we talk about you know wealth building first but the problem is is that we need to start with the budget first we need to start with the basics and they really want to be like but i want to just make money and mm-hmm. that's not always possible if you haven't built the foundation first
0: right it's like i want to drive the race car but you haven't learned how to ride a bicycle yet correct right Okay, Joe, I'm curious to pick your brain more about your financial philosophies, maybe some failures. What's your money mantra?
1: Got a budget every single month as as simple do as I it have sounds to? well Ugh. I mean but you have to so but boring. let me be let me be a little more specific. Okay. You need to budget the way that it makes sense to you, so personally, I like to budget. when I do my budget every month, I can do it on a half of half of a piece of paper or just like on an envelope. I can literally get my whole budget down, and I know exactly where my dollars are going, and that's my comfort level, but other people may need to use an app or they may need to use a spreadsheet or they may need to use. Whatever it is that they need to do, but they just need to do it and it doesn't matter how you get it down. You just need to get it down.
0: Fair. Okay. I suppose – well, <laughs> how, how did you get so comfortable with money? I feel like you've never – you're probably not the kind of person who ever really hesitated to um, to calculate and to budget and, and to be conscious about money. What was your childhood like and what was your introduction to money as a kid growing up? What's one memory?
1: Well, I always just remember money and with money, it actually meant work. So growing up, my parents had multiple jobs. I actually had me and my brother had a paper route after school every day that we that we did. So, you know, money equated to work. So that was the only way that money would actually appear, you know. So that was one thing that growing up that I just knew that to be able to make money that it equated to working hard.
0: Excited to introduce Audible.com as today's show sponsor. Audible has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products, including my own books, Psych Yourself Rich and When She Makes More. And for so many listeners, the company, get this, wants to give you a free audiobook and a 30-day trial today. Just sign up at audible.com forward slash so money. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E.com forward slash so money. What was your first job?
1: I would say – it's, it's kind of hard because there's a lot of those little part-time jobs. But I would say delivering newspapers after school every single day. And then also I did – in the summertime, I, I did work at a library full-time as well. So that was, that was interesting.
0: Did you always want to teach and specifically about accounting and finance?
1: I don't know if it was about teaching. It was just I, I accounting was always it always made perfect sense to me, which is kind of weird to say it just it just clicked. And I really like to be in a setting where I'm helping people. So that could be, again, being in the office and helping the process along of making the business run, or it could be helping the people along the way that just need need that little nudge with with their money or with with something.
0: Okay. Failure. You, you listen to the show, so you know this is an yes. inevitable question. What's your biggest financial failure and how did you work through it?
1: I would say the debt was the biggest failure. I mean, I, I, I almost – Really?
0: I think like you have I to mean, get – I mean, the it, debt was in some ways – a vehicle to get you to where you needed to be and then you paid it off. So what's the problem? Well, it's just <laughs>
1: – <laughs> I mean I almost have two – I have two college experiences that were totally different because it was just so uh, – it was just kind of odd because when I went for my undergraduate degree, I it – was, it was like a fully paid thing. I did not borrow any money through that process or really very little in a four-year degree, but it was all grad loans when I – um You know that I borrowed on, and I just i I wasn't really prepared for that because it was just something where you know I was fifty thousand dollars in the hole, and really the only time that I knew what that number was is when I graduated, and that was not the best way to go about financing or paying for that degree.
0: Well, you obviously have students in your class who have student loans. What's your biggest piece of advice to them? I find, I'll tell you this, my personal experience visiting colleges, I am dumbfounded by the number of students who come up to me, not because they're telling me they have student loans, I get that, but they don't know what their payments are going to be. I say, okay, well, what's your balance and what's your estimated monthly payment? And They're like, uh, what? We don't know. Like you can actually discover that now and start to anticipate that and maybe work towards having some reserves for that. So that's something that they didn't know they could even do. But what's your experience?
1: They don't know their numbers. They really, I mean, personally, like I said, in my own experience, I didn't know my number until I was finished. And I think getting them aware of that number is going to be very important. And I take time out of my class to actually do that. So I actually. Can show them in Excel with a very basic formula what that number is. Just if I know what they've borrowed, I know what their interest rate is, and we can determine their payback schedule. We can determine what that monthly payment is in probably a minute. It's very simple
0: to do. It's – I know. It takes literally minutes. Okay. Let's talk about success, your so money moment, and you're not allowed to say that it was when you paid off your student loan. Come on.
1: That was the answer. No. (laughs) Because
0: we've – we've – I like we've tackled that yes. up down sideways. So something else that you're really proud of, you know, that exemplifies hard work, discipline and consciousness when it comes to money.
1: I would well, I would say probably negotiating different bills. So I would say, you know, we're at the beginning of the year now and the one thing that I always like to do is do an audit of what I have to pay out or what I actually have. And I actually – when I make calls to vendors or calls to the people that I'm working with, it's, it's something where if you don't ask them for something, you're not going to get it. So personally, I just renegotiated my, um, my cable bill. So now I'm paying probably $20, $30 less than I was previously. I mean I had to make a little tweak, but it's, it's something where those little things can really add up.
0: What's I'm going to skip ahead a little bit, but what's like your guilty pleasure –
1: Right now, I would say that. Um, <sighs> hm I mean, it's almost. I, I would have to say that I, I need to do like every month. I have to get a massage because I just need to relax. Nice. So it's just something that is. You know,
0: I need to do that too.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's well worth the investment,
0: right? But yeah. I find that there's like you can have a great massage and then you can have a terrible massage. How do you find? Like, I, I have to do some research.
1: I I've actually have a person that I go to now that I found um, locally that is excellent.
0: So. Okay. So it is possible. I know people yes. people rave about their massages. Okay, sorry, I had to ask. Yes. What what's your number one habit? Your money habit that you do and, and you know besides budgeting that maybe there's an app that you use or a trick that you have that helps you with your finances. Um
1: I don't use very many apps. I mean, I can I share them with students, but I don't use them personally. Um, I would just say that um, I, I still I still keep track of everything on paper. So I think having an actual written ledger with my checkbook and knowing exactly what's what's in there, what's going out, what's coming in, and and checking that with my online bank statement that works perfect.
0: So it sounds like. Managing your money is not complicated.
1: No, it's. I have to make it very simple. I. It, it's simple is better.
0: Okay. Let's do some so money fill in the blanks. Do you like these? I ask these on the show all the time. Yes. Okay. All right. So now you're on the hot seat. I'm on the hot seat. If I won the lottery tomorrow, the first thing I would do is?
1: Well, I would need to basically – because we just went through the big Powerball – fiasco, right? We, But I didn't win that. Um, but I would have to say, um, I would need to make sure that the taxes, the legal aspect of that is all taken care of first. And then once that's all set up, I would definitely make sure that I could take care of my parents, make sure that I could retire them. And, um, you know, because they've worked so hard for so many years to be able to help them hmm. would be excellent. And then, yeah, that would probably be the most important thing.
0: All right. One thing that I spend on that makes my life easier or better is?
1: People will laugh when I say this, but I will just say technology because from a teaching perspective, and this has really helped me be able to work – more efficiently is to be able to have technology help me as opposed to hinder, hinder me. So I think having technology in place to be able mm-hmm. to help me in the grading process, to be able to organize and track things is the best. People will laugh when I say technology because I still use a, um, I do not have a smartphone. I still have a dumb phone as oh I call God. it. And so, <laughs> so, so I was
0: going to ask, I'm like, do you have an iPhone six or do you have a Samsung galaxy? Like what's your preference? What's your preferred, uh, smartphone? And you it, have, it, you have a flip it, phone.
1: It, I have a flip phone. Yes. People, Lord. Yeah, I know, right?
0: Well, what's your monthly cell phone bill? Can I ask?
1: Yeah, it's actually $30 a month. Oh.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, now I know how you got out of that student loan debt. Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> the I truth do not comes I'm out. not spending huge data plan. Um. Oh man.
0: Costs. Yeah, my my bill's like four times that.
1: Yeah. Every so month. That, most people it is. So, yeah.
0: Oh my goodness. Do You miss but you don't know what you're missing though. I guess that's the beauty of it.
1: I exactly.
0: You're missing a lot.
1: I guess I am.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can watch movies. I can ask a robot how to find me the best restaurant in town in like three seconds. Right. But it's the little things, I guess. That's right. Uh Alrighty. When I was younger, the one thing I wish I had learned about money is?
1: I would say investing. I mean, like mm-hmm. I said, working hard, money came from work and I think – just being able to understand how the stock market worked and that compound interest that goes with investing compared to just putting money in savings because right now with interest rates being so low, savings isn't going to make us much of anything in a, in a savings account. But putting money into the stock market, even though it's down at the start of the year this year, it's it's going to be a better wealth creator than, yeah. than putting money You don't
0: into have it. to be wealthy to invest, but you have to invest to be wealthy. I learned that on this podcast. There you go. Someone exactly. told me that. See, I learned things too on this show. It's great. And when I donate, I like to give to blank because?
1: Well, ever since I got out of student loan debt, I've actually been able to bump this up and I've actually, in this process, actually taken my previous student loan and actually taken that and adopted a student. So basically what I do is go to the college campus every month and actually take my student loan payment and give that as a, like an anonymous scholarship.
0: Wow. That's amazing.
1: So yeah, it's it's exciting. It's actually really cool to
0: see. Um, so that. these students don't know that you're the secret behind their extra payments?
1: They may when they hear this. Um, <laughs> but But I actually – this last month, I – actually one student that I did this for actually like questioned me about it because it was so funny. She was like, how did this happen? And she's like, did you do that? And I actually was like, yeah, I actually did that. So um, That's a
0: great charity because I don't think that's tax deductible for you. It is not. So that's real charity because you're not even – you're doing it so selflessly like you're not even getting the tax break. Right. That's pretty awesome. Wow. All right. And I'm Joe Koss. I'm – so you probably thought about this one, right? I'm so money because (laughs) –
1: I would have to say that I, as an educator, I love to teach students the practical side of things. So being able to do that in a setting where they can actually apply what I'm teaching every single day to their money is going to make me so money.
0: I love that. And by the way, your kid, your students, I shouldn't say kids because they said they're all range, all age ranges, but they are keeping you accountable too. Exactly. There's some pressure that comes along with being the professor who's teaching finance. You need to make sure you're out of debt.
1: Exactly. And uh, and when you said you're you're my kids, I always say my kids even though these some of the students <laughs> may be older than me. Older so than it you. is something that happens.
0: All right. Well, Joe, thank you so much, not just for sharing your story on the podcast, but being for such a loyal listener and giving me feedback every step of the way. I really appreciate you and listeners like you. Thank you so much.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me and cannot wait to see what's going on with the new show that's coming out. The new
0: CNBC show. Yeah, it's really exciting. March 23rd. Set your zippers. That's a wrap. If you'd like to learn more about Joe, he's on Twitter at Aloha Debt Free. I love that. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. If you'd like to grab the transcript, the audio, or comments from this episode, head over to somoneypodcast.com. And there, of course, you can click on Ask Farnoosh and ask me your burning money questions or just your thoughts of the show. Send them over to somoneypodcast.com. Click on Ask Farnoosh. And that'll be reserved for the Friday episodes. Thanks again. And hope your day is so money.